Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But you see, I didn't know about divine healing. I didn't know that anybody could be healed, or you could receive that God would hear and answer that kind of a prayer. But thank God I knew and saved. And you know that's the best thing in the world to know. Praise the Lord, and and of foremost importance. And I remember when I was conscious and at myself every night when the lights were out and the family's in bed and you're left alone with your own thoughts. Oh, brother, you can think a lot. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series God's Medicine by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. I lay there on that bed of affliction day after day, week after week, month after month. And I, I, for a long while, I wondered what is wrong with me. I knew something wrong with my heart, but my body would, would become, I knew it was partially paralyzed. And there would be times until uh, that I could see a glass of water on the table beside my bed. Nobody in the room with me. And I'd wonder, now why can't I, I want that glass. Now why can't I get that? And after concentrating on the fact, sometimes for 40 or 45 minutes, I'm going to move my right hand, I would eventually be able to move my hand over there to that glass, but I couldn't pick it up. And I knew it had been 45 minutes because there's a clock right down in front of me on the chest. And I couldn't move my hand back. I, I, I'd just leave it there. And sometimes it, my hand would lay there for 30 or 45 minutes and I'd concentrate on the fact I want to move my hand. But I could never pick up the water. I'd move my hand back eventually onto the bed. Uh, but I had a little or no use of the lower part of my body. And so one of the doctors said that I was bordering on total paralysis and would become totally paralyzed. Now there were times uh, at, at, of three weeks at the time I have my grandmother and my mother's word for this because really, to me, I, I wasn't at myself well enough to know just how long it had been. I thought it had been just a little while, maybe ten minutes. But they tell me it has been three weeks. I didn't know anything. They turned me on a sheet. They fed me like a baby. In fact, I was just as helpless as a baby. I do know this, that some of my conscious moments are, are more conscious. Let me put it that way. I never was just exactly as many of these times fully conscious for weeks at the time. But I do know this, that I came to the place that, uh, that uh, I could barely hear, you know, when I seemed to be, to know something. These other times I never heard anything or saw anything or knew anything. But there were times that I seemed to be boarding between consciousness and unconsciousness and, and I could hear uh, them talk to me. And they told me later that they put their mouth down to my ear and shouted at the top of their voice. And I could barely hear them. To me, it was as though they were a block or two away, and I could hear the sound of the voice, but couldn't distinguish many times the words. And then I couldn't talk to them. Once in a while, they said they'd put their ear to my mouth, and they'd get a word. Actually, my tongue and lips were partly, mouth partly paralyzed, and I couldn't get out. Then they'd tell me that they'd put their nose, their, their face right down to my face, and I can remember and their nose almost on my nose, and it looked to me like I could see their face a block away. You know, it's way out, chapter. But they said that they, uh, they'd asked me if I could see them, and I'd shake my head a little bit. And I had many such experiences like that. They're just sort of between, you know, halfway between the, the realm of reality and unreality, really, of consciousness and unconsciousness. I was saved the very first night. 
that I became bedfast, actually. My spirit left my body and went down to the place that we call hell, and I saw that place. And I began to pray, and I gave that testimony the first night, you know, and was born again. But I want to say this, friends, even when folks are unconscious, I mean, as far as this world's concerned, you are not unconscious when it comes to the mental and the spiritual realm. At those times, they tell me, I remember of communing and praying and talking to God. I remember that his presence was so near to me. Praise God. I said, praise God. Praise the Lord. Because you see, the spirit never dies. And the spirit of man is the part of man that's like God. He does have a soul, all right. And he lives in a physical body. And so the physical was incapacitated and I couldn't contact the physical realm. But thank God I was in contact with God and with the spiritual realm. And so, even at times, I was praising and thanking God at times that I didn't know physically. But yet I have the remembrance. And I know when I'd come out of some of those, you know, and they'd talk and said, well, you didn't know anything. Well, I remembered how I was praying. I remembered the communion I had with the Lord. And it was rich and sweet and wonderful. But you see, I didn't know about divine healing. I didn't know that anybody could be healed. Or you could receive uh, that God would hear and answer that kind of a prayer. But thank God I knew and saved. And you know, that's the best thing in the world to know. Praise the Lord. And, and of foremost importance. And I remember when I was conscious and at myself, every night, when the lights were out, and the family's in bed, and you're left alone with your own thoughts. Oh, brother, you can think a lot. Did you know that? And I'd do a lot of thinking. But I'd say to the Lord, thank God I'm saved. Praise God. And I knew one doctor said that I could just go any minute. In fact, he said, hold the family, said you might be uh, just looking at him, turn away, look out the window or something, look back, they'd be gone without a sound. And I'd say, well, Lord, I don't guess I'll be here in the morning. I'll probably slip away during the night time. They'll find me here dead in bed in the morning. I'll not see the sunrise again, perhaps. I'll not see the flowers or the grass or the trees or hear the birds sing. But oh, thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm a child of God. And so I would say, Lord, I'm going to go to sleep smiling and appraising you. I've never heard anybody praise God. I've never heard anybody praise God. You don't have to hear anybody praise God. I'll tell you, your heart gets in tune with God and you know you missed hell and you're ready for heaven. They just automatic praise. Yes. And I'd say to him, Lord, I'm going to smile. And when they find me in the morning, they'll see a smile on my face. And I'm going to praise myself to sleep. And if I go, I'll go with a praise in my heart. And I'd start saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Praise God. And I'd praise myself to sleep. Not out loud. I praised him. In fact, most much of the time I couldn't have talked out loud if I wanted to anyhow. But praise the Lord. I'd fall off to sleep. And many times I always slept. I never took anything to sleep. I'll still follow that practice. It still works after these 30 years. I always praise myself to sleep. <laughs> oh, glory. See, the Bible says he gives us his beloved sleep. I'm his beloved. So are you. Praise God. So just take it and thank him for it and you can sleep. You don't need any sleeping pills or tranquilizers. Praise the Lord. And so then I would awaken. 
The next morning, the sun streamed across my bed. The first thing I'd say would th was thank God. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the light of another day. Thank God for the sun. Thank God for the light. Thank God for the trees. Thank God for the flowers. Grandma always had a lot of flowers around the house, you see. Flower beds all the way around, out in the yard. Thank God for the grass. Thank God for the trees. I'd even thank God for the leaves. They look beautiful. And the Lord would send the birds around by my window to sing. I'd say, thank God for the birds. Thank God for the song that the birds sing. Praise the Lord. Oh, all of those little things are wonderful and marvelous and beautiful. And then I'd thank him for a while for those things, and then I'd say, well, Lord, I don't guess I'll be here by the time the afternoon comes. I'll probably snip away this morning. See, I didn't know about divine healing. I didn't know God heard and answered those kind of prayers. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll snip away sometime this morning. But, oh, I'm so glad I'm saved. Praise God, I'm so glad I didn't die and go to hell. See, it hadn't been very long since I'd been down there. I actually literally died and went down there. And I'd, I'd say, thank God I didn't die and go to hell. Praise the Lord. And after a while, they'd bring my noon tray, and sometimes they'd feed me. Sometimes I could do very well with it myself. But I'd pray and thank him for the food. And then I'd say to him, well, Lord, I don't guess I'll be here by the time the evening shadows fall, the sun goes down the west. I'll probably snip away this afternoon. I could go at any time. But, oh, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad you didn't let me die and go to hell. I'm so glad I didn't stay down there. Praise God. Yeah. Then after a while, the evening shadows would fall. The sun's gone down. After a while, the lights are out. And everybody's in bed, and I'm left alone in the dark with my thoughts. And, oh, you can think a lot. But then I'd pray again and say, Well, Lord, I'll probably slip away in the night, perhaps in my sleep. They'll find me here in bed dead in the morning. But, oh, thank God I'm saved, so I'm going to sleep smiling. And they'll see a smile on my face. They'll know I happy. Oh, praise God. And I'm going to praise myself to sleep again. So I'd praise myself to sleep every night. Day after day, week after week, and several months, three or four at least, or five went by just like that. Well, I got to in the fall of 1933, when the weather got a little cooler, I got to feeling a little bit better. And Grandma would prop me up in the bed, and I'd have her bring her Bible. I had a little testament, but the print's too small. I, my sight had been all right, but I couldn't see too well then because of my physical condition and so she'd prop her Bible up in front of me and I remember when I first started reading that Bible I couldn't read but about 10 minutes a day and then all I don't know I can't tell you why it was that way all I could see was a blank white page with about a dozen big dots that big and that's all for today but the next morning you see after a good night's rest I'd feel a little better so they'd prop me up and put that Bible there I tell folks you know this old Baptist boy reading an old Methodist Bible, Grandma's old Methodist Bible. Praise God. And you know, I got through Matthew and I got down to Mark. And I got down to Mark, the 11th chapter, the 24th verse. And I read where Jesus said, What things soever ye desire. Now folks, I'm going to tell you the truth about it. I know salvation is the most important thing that can possibly happen to a person. That's true. But you can't possibly understand how, what a desire a person could have for health and for healing and for life. 
who had been sick and afflicted all their life, never had a normal childhood, never ran and played like other little children, never had a well day in their life. Why, the greatest desire of my heart was to be well, to be healed, to be healthy. And here Jesus said, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. And I want to tell you, it was like somebody turned a light on my room. I didn't know then that the Bible said the entrance of his words give a light, or I'd have known what it was. I didn't know then that the psalmist said, Thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. But I'll tell you, without knowing the word, I had the experience. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Backed by popular demand, it's Lynette's Bargain Bag, and it features resources all about healing. The Healers in Your House Slimline Book, Seven Hindrances to Healing Mini Book, The Executing the Basics of Healing Book, all three by Ken Hagan. Plus, Keys to Scriptural Healing Slimline Book and the book God's Word on Divine Healing and Healing Faith on CD by Kenneth E. Hagan. All for the incredible bargain price of $19.95. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We are going to be in Crusades this month, August 25th through the 28th at Trinity Assembly. Yeah. And that is in all good Tennessee. Yeah, y'all so. come on out. Everybody over in that Tennessee area, come on out and be with us. That's it's going right. to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, God's Medicine. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.